welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at this uh, at richarddugan.com with the podcast at uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and a whole bunch of other places folks are linking us to. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, we uh, also uh, want you to know that when you go to the podcast where you'll hear the entirety of the interview, because sometimes we go longer than the 50 minutes allocated on the radio program, then you can very well go to... The website of our guest, we have that linked. If you're listening to the SoundCloud uh, podcast, there's a little grocery cart in the upper right-hand corner of the player. While you're listening to the interview, click on it. And uh, you can take a look at their website as well and find out more about what they're doing. Get in contact with them. We will encourage you to do so with our guest today. And uh, get more information about what it is that they are doing and maybe uh, continue your evolutionary process. And if you like what we are doing here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, here especially during the year 2020, the year of perfect vision, then uh, we could certainly use any financial support you would care to give us. Uh, And we have a PayPal and Patreon account for security that will allow you to do just that any amount is greatly appreciated we will take energetic healing or i should say support and i thank those who have supported us and who will support us in any way shape or form thank you thank you thank you uh to no end thank you today we have a returning guest she's a returning guest because she was on our program back in january 2020 as we began the year of perfect vision focusing on a series of stories compiled into a book called Chaos to Clarity, Sacred Stories of Transformational Change. Well, we have her as a returning guest on our program today to talk not only about herself and the work that she is doing, but what also she has available for you. And we're going to talk about that special offer in just a few moments. But we're going to be talking with Ellie Pachette, M.E.D. She's a metaphysician, shaman, a medium, and an author. Uh, she does all kinds of great stuff. And Ellie, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Thank you, Richard. It's great to be back. You know, um, one of the two uh, titles, if you will, if, if the, we want to call them that, that I find so interesting are metaphysician and shaman. Now, I've talked with a few people who have been shamans, and of course, each person has their own definition. And so I would kind of like to have you, as we start out here, talk to us a little bit about what what it means to be a shaman, or if you want, uh, talk about what it means for you to be. What, what, what is it that you do that makes you a shaman? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm happy to answer that. Uh, for you and the listeners. Um, I'm a natural born shaman, which is different from taking a course um, or, or, you know, going into training um, to become a shaman. Uh, I started remembering how to do shamanic work naturally. And uh, I remembered how to remove a, a spirit that was inside, that had inhabited uh, a client that I was working with. And this was the spirit of, of an old woman who had become earthbound. 
and she hovered around the client initially, which is what they often do. And then eventually she merged with her energetically. And I had no idea of any of this. I had, had never done, you know, this, this work before until that day when I was sitting in session with this client and I tuned into her and I realized I, I could actually see the spirit of this, this older woman within her. And uh, I remembered from a past life in which I was a shaman for a Native American tribe that I was, was with that life. And based on on that memory, I knew intuitively how to go, actually go inside the client energetically and talk with the spirit who who was afraid to leave. And I, I still remember this. I was coaxing her and letting her know that she would be in a much better place when she went back to the light and that I would help her with that. And so she agreed, you know, after a little bit of time and my encouraging words. And I remember I actually carried her out uh, in my arms and I brought her uh, a certain, you know, certain part of, of the way. And then she was received by high beings who took her the rest of the way uh, back home and, and back to the light. So um, that was the beginning of this very important branch of my work, which is the shaman work. And I ended up, you know, I have been recognizing, able to speak with Spirits who have become earthbound and attached to either buildings or people, and I'm able to remove them and send them where they need to go, which is which is back home, so that they can continue to progress as a soul. As, as long as a spirit is earthbound, their progression as a soul stops. And that's why it's so important that when people... Uh, transition, also known as leaving the body or dying, um, th that they do make it back to the light so that they don't get stuck and they have an opportunity to review their their last life and then decide, you know, make plans for, for what they're going to do next. So I, I wrote a book about this. It, it's a big part of my service this lifetime, and that's the book on my website called Hitching a Ride, A Guide to Earthbound Spirits and How They Affect You. And people love the book. Everyone, everyone that I talk with, um, you know, clients I'm working with will order the book and they just, they find the material fascinating because it's based on case studies and they love it. They find it very helpful. Well, I know that that the issue 
uh, surrounding, um, as you, you talked about t- transitioning, uh, is, is a big issue. It's one, uh, it's a subject that, this sounds a little strange to phrase it this way, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, <laughs> because it fascinates me so. When I hear of notable people passing, um, my, one of my first thoughts is, I wonder what they're experiencing. What's going on? What's happening to them? Uh, and uh, I went through a, a program. I'm curious if you've ever heard of Life Between Lives Therapy, where you're taken to that space between the lives that you've lived here. And I was actually taken to my last life and then taken into that place between the end of that lifetime and the beginning of this one. It was really very interesting, uh, the process. But is that the thing that most people are concerned about, uh, literally fearful of, is that they don't know what's on, quote unquote, the other side? Uh, And that there's this fear that's been built up because of a lot of the beliefs that they've been given. And and that's something that uh, even you uh, will work with them through the healing uh, work that you do to try to free them from that. So that when their time does come, they can go easy and they can go peacefully and they can go calmly and so forth. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go in their sleep, but they don't go into it with fear. That is so important, um, Richard. That is that is a huge issue, and it's something that is very much avoided in our society. Any kind of you know thought or or, or discussion about um, death and even aging, and I think that's why you know we don't respect our elders. We kind of toss them aside or you know put them away somewhere and there's so much um, emphasis on you know immediate gratification and disposing of things um, and you know that's sort of symbolic of, of how we treat the elders in our in our country uh, that is another issue too uh, that you bring up and that is really in my op- perspective anyway is extremely critical because they're still here. They're human beings, a member of the human race. They still yeah. have much to contribute. I, you know, I don't look at my parents anymore as parents. I look at them as good friends. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, uh, yeah. and I know too. My folks are in their uh, mid or up mid and upper eighties. My dad will be eighty nine in twenty twenty, and my mother eighty six, and they're still going strong. I mean, my dad, yeah, he's certainly slowing down a bit and needs a cane to walk around, but still has that independent streak. I went to help him up at Christmas time when we were visiting and he's, no, no, I got it. I've got it. Just if I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, okay, dad. Okay. No problem. <laughs> that's good. But that, that's, that's important. They still want to participate in the community. And yet we've created communities that separate them from us, whereas in tribal cultures, they keep them with them right up to the end because they know, they understand the value of, of the folks in their later years and that who are fast approaching that transition point. That's true. And in some of the ethnic communities, I noticed that the Hispanic 
communities um, are similar to the Native Americans in that, you know, they they have it, it's they're all inclusive. That they have the elders. I mean, every generation, uh, you know, they they stay together and they often, you know, they live together and uh, they remain close. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and that seems to be very difficult in this day and age with the technology. A lot of people say, well, yeah, but I I talk to my mother or my grandmother or father. I call them on Skype and and on the phone. And and it's like, uh, that's great. I mean, and I do the same thing. But there's nothing like that face-to-face, hand-in-hand, arm-in-arm kind of connection. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And and to get back to to a point that you raised a few minutes ago in my in my healing work with clients, like I I'm now working with a woman who's in her early 80s and one of the uh one of the the goals of my work with her is to help her be at peace when she does transition and so we're actually, you know, some of the issues that I'm healing for her are, are childhood issues. Even though she's in her 80s, she just, you know, she was she put it off and, and, and put it off. And now she's like, like, you know what, I need to deal with, with these issues so that I really can be at peace the rest of my life, feel good about myself, have, you know, good, healthy self-esteem. And, uh, and and be ready to go so that, you know, from my perspective, um, part of what is so powerful about my work is that it, it, um, it shortens the processing time when clients do transition. In, in fact, um, I just started working with a client's father who has uh, a heart issue. And the first session, he's also in his 80s. And the first session that I did with him was remote, working with his picture. And with the information that she sent me about him, uh, because he's, you know, he's not really on, on a conscious level, he doesn't understand the advanced energy work that I do, which is fine. I can still help him. And, um, and the way that I can work with him is I check with the, with his higher self and get permission. And the higher self always wants what's best for the, the person. So, um, so the first session that I did with him was yesterday. It was remote, again, working with his picture. And, you know, by reading the information, which is where my counseling background comes in, um, I can intuit, you know, what is the most important, what will be the most beneficial issue to clear for him, you know, in that session. And believe it or not, it was uh, the death his uh, his son drowned in in the pool when he was three years old, and 
he's been carrying that grief around with him. Of course, not talking about it, but I, I found it. I, I, I energetically muscle tested him and it was still a big issue. And it has, you know, an important correlation with the health of his, of his heart because grief often affects the heart and can eventually lead to heart disease. So yesterday I cleared the grief over losing his son and then I did an imprint uh, of being at peace about his son so that that is completely dissolved uh, for him now. It's no longer a stressor on him emotionally or physically. I know that, again, we who are quote-unquote left behind, um, the ones who seem to want to... Um, uh, some, some people, they start to get comfortable in the grief. In other words, they, it's, it's like a place... Uh, I remember going through some, some personal growth programs and, and they would bring up the issue of confusion. Uh, you know, uh, well, I'm confused. Oh, you're in the state of confusion. Well, that's a comfortable place to be, but it doesn't help you. Um, and again, we don't rush grief, uh, you know, but at the same time, are there people who have kind of gotten stuck? Absolutely. They, they, people get shut down. Um, it's, it's almost like, their lives just stop. Like when Mercury goes retrograde, oh, which is yeah. the planet of communication. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually going backwards. It's stopping. And, and that's what causes all the miscommunications and, and things getting mixed up. Um, anyway, so when, and I, and I heal grief for people a lot. It's one of, one of the main um, things that I, that I do heal uh, for clients, uh, because they are shut down. You know, it's one thing to go through the process, you know, the, the, um, the stages of grief. The problem is that most people stay shut down. And uh, what I'm able to do is completely heal the grief in uh, as little as one or two sessions. And um, you know, often guilt will come up at the end because they start feeling so good and they're letting go of, you know, of the grief. Sometimes people feel like, you know, they don't deserve to be happy or they shouldn't be happy mm. because this person died. So when the guilt pops its little head up, um, I will, I will clear that too. And then they're free. They're at peace and they have you know, they're left usually with loving memories of the person who died. But most important is that they're at peace about their death and they can move on with their life. Yeah. They, they can pick everything up and, and, and continue. And I, I have some video testimonials on my website from clients who I, I, I cleared the grief for in one or two sessions, uh, like Paige, um, um, she talks about, you know, how I was able to um, set her free mm -hmm. from mourning the, the grief over her, her son being murdered his first year in college. Mm. 
And she was, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? She had been shut down for seven years and didn't want to go out, didn't, you know, wasn't really connecting with her husband, didn't want to travel. I mean, she was just depressed and and shut down. And, And in her video testimonial, which is on the website and also on my YouTube channel, she says how after one session, she didn't know what I did, um, but she felt completely free. And she could look at a picture of him, uh, which she did during the session, at the end of the session. And she says how she feels completely at peace. So that's that's mm. what I do. I get, I get people going again yeah. that, uh, you know. Yeah. And there are a lot of people today uh, here in the 21st century. And, and again, it's funny how people get so wrapped up in the minutia of some things in terms of the math. Um, we're in the third decade of the 21st century, uh, whether you like it or not. OK, I've always started uh, with 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 because, I mean, uh, 20 is not to me part of the teen decade. Okay. (laughs) I don't know about you, but be that as it may, we're in the 21st century and you'd think that we would have come a lot further. We would have evolved and moved forward even further than we actually have. But it seems as though we have a whole lot more, uh, uh, a whole lot more, uh, uh, a larger, a number of people, uh, because we're, and, and maybe this has more to do with the fact that we're seeing so much more, especially because of the internet. Uh, devastation and disaster and death um, and and that uh, it's almost as if there's a certain part of us that seems like we're in a perpetual state of grief over the loss of life of this person and that person. I mean, it's one thing if uh, and in a, as of our conversation, it's one thing if we hear about the news of uh, Kirk Douglas passing away in his sleep, you know, uh, at, a, at the age of 103. That's one thing. Loved the actor. Oh, it was great. Really enjoyed watching his movies and, you know, had a great family, Peter and uh, Michael and so forth. And then you hear about the loss of the great Kobe Bryant in, in such a quick and tragic way. And, and I mean, people are just devastated. And then all of the other elements of our society. Um, do you think that that maybe there's sort of this this undercurrent of, of grief that we seem to be, as I said before, sort of in a perpetual state thereof as a, as a society. I think that the, I think that, um, that is relevant, especially for the younger generation, the young adults, Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of them feel, um, hopeless and, and like they can't make a difference. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, a lot of things that they're in, in fear of. And I, I think that's part of, the opioid epidemic ah. uh, is that they're they're needing and wanting and, and trying to escape because you know think things are um, th- things are especially challenging. So you know the, the the people who the parents who leave the parents whose um, children, overdose or commit suicide, um, I, you know, I can help uh, by healing their grief. And the, the counseling part of the work that I do is helpful because I, I understand grief. And so 
Um, I think the, the combination of the counseling that I offer and the intuitive counseling, um, you know, as a medium, I, I can often connect with someone who has left uh, and then being able to clear uh, the grief. It's like um, just just very helpful. They, they can really meet a lot of their needs with with one person uh, which I think is, is, uh, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, yourself have uh, been doing this for 30 plus years, uh, and then some, and uh, folks, if you were looking, if you are experiencing depression, grief, trauma, PS, PTSD, uh, you have phobias or physical pain or any issue that is life threatening. You, you're going to want to notice, uh, you're going to notice a significant difference starting with your first uh, clearing session. And it is just as effective in person or by the phone, uh, no matter where you are. And uh, they all use the clearing session process called the, and it's the Pechette healing, uh, healing technique. And you have a special offer for our listeners who, when they contact you and mention that they heard about you and this work on Tell Me Your Story, you have a special offer for them. Yeah, that's right. Um, I thought it would be nice to offer a free uh, 30-minute reading and that could be a past life reading or an angel reading or, you know, even a, a reading on a situation um, such as a, a co-worker or a boss. Uh, normally I charge $200 for that. And I thought it would be nice to offer that for free if they sign up for one session even or uh, one of the package uh, packages of, of sessions which also... Uh, give a nice discount. Well, I would encourage you folks to take advantage of that. It, it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's not going to hurt. <laughs> uh, it will help in in your uh, in your area, and certainly we encourage you to uh, uh, check out uh, her website as well, which is phoenixrisinghealing.com. That's phoenixrisinghealing.com. And we also uh, encourage you to go to the website. We encourage you to uh, check out her books that she has available on her website. And we'll talk about those more so when we come back here on Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world here in 2020, the year of perfect vision. I'm Richard Dugan. Stay tuned. Tell me your story. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story with uh, Ellie uh, Pichette. We're talking about the work that she does uh, specifically in, in the area of the Pichette healing technique and being a shaman and a metaphysician, a healer, uh, an author as well. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that as well here in just a moment as we continue talking with her. And thank you so much for staying with us here on the program uh, because it's, uh, it is something that um, we're 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 really looking to understand more about ourselves. It's one of the reasons why I started promoting this whole aspect of 2020, the year of perfect vision going within. And I wanted to ask you before we go into some of the titles here, uh, which some people may be already familiar with chaos to clarity and the stories that you submitted uh, as a contributor. Um, You mentioned intuition earlier. Now I understand the aspect of my intuition and that maybe I should be 
listening a little bit more closely. But let me ask you about how you utilize your intuition in this practice of healing. By being able to go to the the root cause of whatever issues the client is presenting with. I, I call it tuning in and um, someone might, you know, seek my services for depre- depression and low self-esteem and uh, I can tune in to what, you know, what exactly needs to be cleared. Is it the depression? You know, I can energetically muscle test that Um, But I might hear something like hopelessness and then I'll muscle test them. And usually what I hear is, uh, is accurate. And, but I like to muscle test uh, just to double check and make sure that that is the, the most important issue to heal for them that session. And, you know, what's what, one of the things that sets me apart from, from most other healers is that the work is is grounded and clients can look forward to specific results. Um, They will write down exactly what it is that I'm going to heal for them and they'll feel it literally being healed, literally dissolving as I'm working with them. And this is anywhere in the world. Um, It's, you know, my ability to connect with them energetically, it doesn't matter where they are. Um, they will feel the issue uh, that has been identified and intuited decreasing as I'm working with them. So say they start with uh, feeling hopeless and maybe that's a nine or 10 out of 10. As I'm working with them, the number starts coming down. So when I check in with them at the halfway point, The issue usually is at the halfway point as far as the level of charge. So if it started at a 9 or a 10, it'll usually be at a 4 or 5 when I check in with them. And then I go in again and I will clear any past life that that was an issue for them. And I don't see the past lives. There isn't, you know, time for that. They, they could do a reading if they wanted to learn more about their past lives. But what's important and what I do for them is I clear all the past lifetimes when that was an issue. And by the end of doing that, usually the, the level of charge is down to a, a zero or a one, if that, and maybe say it's a one, And then I'll say, okay, is there something else that needs to be cleared? And sometimes uh, it's it's a subconscious thought. This is too good to be true. They can't believe that I can actually heal something like a lifelong depression in one session. And so then I'll I'll do a, a, a clearing on that. And they're at a zero. And they feel good. And the issue is gone. There's no more charge around it. It's pretty remarkable. Um, and I'm not saying that from an ego place, but the, the work I do is very efficient. Mm. 
Well, I encourage people certainly to go to your website, which is, of course, phoenixrisinghealing.com, to find out more about what you are offering to folks, as well as the special offer that we just talked about. We'll mention that again in just a couple of moments. You have, um, you have two other books that are available on your website, in addition to Chaos to Clarity, published by sacredspacepublishing.com. Wake Up Women, Be Your, uh, um, Be You. Spread your wings and fly, and of course, the, then the sub subtitle is spirituality. Talk to us about uh, that particular work, especially in this day and age when the feminine, not the female, because there's a difference between feminine and female, masculine and male, the feminine energy is beginning to rise, if you will, uh, and I have a feeling that it's going to have to for a period of time, overtake the masculine until it can be rebalanced with the masculine. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, this particular work, Wake Up Women, Be You. Well, I, I agree with you, Richard. I, I do um, concur that the, the feminine energy, the pendulum needs to swing in the direction of the feminine energy, and it, it has started to. And I think things even like the Wake Up Women um, uh, book ad addresses that, but I, I was also going to say the um, um, the Me Too movement. You know, women standing up for themselves and saying, "You know what? We're we're sick of this. I'm sick of being harassed and and um, disrespected, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, this has been going on for a very long time, uh, while we have had the the patriarchy um, in full force, and in a lot of ways, it, it's still happening. If you look at the, you know, the our government and the way things are being done, and especially, you know, what is going on with uh, with our current um, president, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the behaviors, the lying and the exaggerating truths and and minimizing and, and disrespecting people, you know, those are more masculine behaviors, you know, the uh, aggression and, and just go for what you want. And, and, um, you know, even if, even if there's a ruthlessness about it, um, and, you know, maybe we need to, uh, go to the extreme, um, of, of that, of those masculine characteristics and behaviors, uh, before we, we really start to, have the pendulum swing the other way. I know I, I said a few minutes ago that I think it already has started, uh, but, you know, there can be more than one thing happening at the same time. So we can be seeing the extreme of the negative things in our government, and then we can also be starting to feel the the energy of the feminine uh, coming in and... and our awareness increasing that, that that's really what needs to happen for us to come into balance and, you know, for, for there to be these, these corrections. Well, I know that, uh, it's, it's rising more and more. I was interviewing a gentleman, uh, the other day who wrote a book about, uh, the psychopathic epidemic in our, in our country, in our world. 
and mm-hmm. why the world is so, as he puts it in the subtitle, effed up, and wh- how we can fix it, so to speak. And I asked him about the the percentage of psychopathic males to females. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he gave me the statistics for males. Maybe it's 1 in 20, 1 in 40, 1 in 6, whatever it was. But he said it's very rare in females. It's just mm-hmm. not part of their makeup to be that way. Now, there, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there aren't any, but it's just not part of their makeup. So uh, he says one of the ways we're going to fix this problem is we start getting women in those higher levels of business and religion and education and government and politics and so forth. Uh, And again, this is not in an effort to take over. Uh, You know, it's in an effort to make change, to transform, because eventually, I hope, in my lifetime, I got 40 more years plus, uh, that, that we'll see the... Coming back to a balance and a shared, if you will, I don't want to say power structure, but for lack of a better word at the moment, uh, than what we're seeing right now. Mm, I think balance is, I think that's the key word, uh, you know, of what we're looking for and, and hopefully what we're moving toward. I think President Obama started to... Um, you know, he was helping that process. He was such a, a gentleman and, you know, very diplomatic and, you know, a good listener. Um, but he, he also had, you know, his, his thoughts and, and, and clarity about things and how things should be done. I, I think he was a really uh, good example of what a balanced person looks like. Do you, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, indeed. And, and is that not a rather interesting? And I've heard this said, too that the man in the White House today is the perfect person to be there right now to show us, and as I stated back in January 2017, uh, how not to behave to start with. Um, and um, it, it's basically showing us, the di- so to speak, the diametrically opposed positions. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, uh, you know, and again... Every person that's on a planet has a right to be here and to do the things that they're doing. We don't have to like them, okay? But yeah. at the same time, we don't also we also don't have to get dragged into that energy. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people who come to you, um, and not not on this specific item, but just in a general sense, they somehow have they they become fixated on something that they can't seem to get unfixed from or get unstuck from. Um, yeah, you know, that, that, um, a lot of people have, uh, obsessive thinking and, um, I would say that most, most issues that people are carrying with them are rooted in childhood. And so, um, I will often go after those and clear those. And as I do that, they become more more calm, they have inner peace, they feel better about themselves, and they can really be in tune with who who they are in, in their essence without all the stuff, all the filters and distortions uh, that were placed on them energetically by whether it was abusive 
parents or um, siblings, uh, incidents that happened, such as sexual abuse, um, you know, all those things influence and affect people and they start to question themselves and who they really are. So, so what I do as, as, as a big part of my healing is, um, you know, by healing the, those issues, uh, I empower them. They, they naturally start to, to feel more and more empowered um, as I clear the, the debris of, of the past. And they feel really just better and better about themselves and they feel better within themselves. And, you know, that's really a big part of my goal for my clients is to feel at peace within and stronger and clearer. And, um, you know, when, when people feel good, they have more to give, they have more to share. Um, they, they want to really help the planet more. They want to, um, you know, share their gifts, what they're here to do, and, and they feel clearer about their path, you know, because they're not stuck in the past anymore. The, those tapes don't run anymore when I, when I work with people. And it doesn't take long to right. go through this process. Yeah. And people can get in touch with you and take advantage, of course, of the special offer that you've, you've made to them. And we encourage people to do that because it's, uh, it is something that uh, uh, will be of, of uh, great benefit to them. And we certainly hope that they will do that. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, I'm gonna, we'll get to the other book as well. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your uh, role, if you will, if I can put it that way, as a metaphysician. What is, what is that to you? I'm a healer on many levels, and I'm an extremely old soul, and I've been, I've been in this capacity of healing many, many lifetimes. So this life, I am, at, especially at this point, 34 years on the path of um, learning and honing and, and, and accelerating my healing abilities. Um, I'm, I'm a master when it comes to healing others. And that's why I'm able to get results with my clients every session and, and heal something big, whether it's a lifelong depression or um, uh, grief, as I mentioned earlier, or um, a phobia. I, I can literally heal a phobia in one session. So fear of flying, fear of heights, insects, dogs, um, whatever it is. Um, I, I, I don't know many people who can actually heal something specific and a core issue every session. And that's one of the, I guess that's one of the main things that sets me apart for most healers is that, that my clients can look forward to having something specific and big healed every session. 
And of course, that's another one of the aspects uh, that you're talking about here that we don't get from uh, our current, shall we say, medical uh, community is the elimination of a particular uh, of a particular situation or condition or dis-ease, which is what you're offering. And you have, as you state on your website, you have a 96 percent success rate, which is Pretty doggone good, considering uh, uh, considering the fact that you know a lot of folks they don't quite get uh, they don't quite get it uh, in in that it is possible. Uh, is that one of the things too that that you try to impart to people who maybe they've been struggling this for decades, you know, whatever it is, and they come to you and 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 you're making from their perspective you're making all of these great claims, you know. Uh, and, um, they're not claims, Richard. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying from their perspective, they're claims. Okay. Well, yeah, but if they, if they read the the 60 plus video testimonials, mm -hmm. they're not claims anymore. What I say that I can do, the clients, um, acknowledge I've done it for them. So that's what makes it, that's what turns what I say from a claim into reality and, and fact is is the is what the clients say. Does that make sense? No, I, I do understand that. But you also know too that uh, there is a certain element in our society of skepticism. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I I was in 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 uh, uh, working in Christian radio for fifteen years and. I heard all kinds of claims about this, that, and the other thing. And sometimes it happened and sometimes it didn't. Uh, and then, of course, if it didn't, then, of course, there was a whole other uh, rationale behind that. But people are looking for answers, and there is always that concern over uh, people offering something that seems so far-fetched and seems so out of out of, especially as again, and this is going to the men, to, to the to the mindset that's sort of been been programmed and conditioned in the in in the cynical mode uh that um you know there have been a lot of people who have taken advantage of others and that's one of the concerns i know folks have is that an area that needs to be healed as well in terms of one's own personal cynicism uh, towards other who others who have this wonderful opportunity that they're making available uh to relieve them of the of the condition uh, permanently, uh, that it's like you're going to have to set aside that that uh, that critical mind, that monkey mind, so to speak, and and just be open, just open yourself up to it. Is that sort of the mindset you want people to come to, or does it even matter? You know that that's why um, a person's credentials and experience and year, you know years of experience um, are so important. There are a lot of people who do make as you say, claims, and then they can't substantiate them, and they don't give the clients the results that they say they're going to. This is why, you know, researching um, is important. And, you know, when people go to my website, they'll see I've got decades of experience and devotion to honing my my work, my healing work. And... Uh, uh, it's not just the experience, it's, 
you know, a, a, an effective practitioner has to have a lot of natural ability. I have a lot of schooling. I've been trained and certified in several techniques. And then I, I you know, um, named my own technique, which, which takes what I've learned uh, much further than any of those specific techniques. Mm-hmm. And that's the Pachette healing technique. So um, it's not just the experience, it's the natural ability to heal. Uh, and, and that's at all different levels for people. Yeah. Uh, coming to me is like going to a top surgeon compared to going to, you know, a, a, an assistant right. to, have, to have a procedure done. So what I do to help put people at ease who are considering having me work with them is the testimonials, which are, I mean, I've got many more written testimonials. I, I stopped even putting them on the, the website um, because there are so many, but it's the video testimonials that I think are very compelling about the results that people can expect with me. Mm. Well, uh, again, and I am not in any way, shape, or form, just so people understand, I'm just asking the questions, and I'm not being critical, but uh, again, I know that those attitudes are out there, and somewhere along the way, we have to... uh, um, I love what Jesus said to people who came to him, you know, and um, they basically said, "Eh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, to which he replied, "Uh, blessed are those who believe and have never seen. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from, from that standpoint. And even Mm -hmm. I uh, was approached by some folks who uh, wanted to to, uh, uh, provide me with uh, a healing prayer, and at the time, based upon where I was, I refused. I said, no, no, thank you. That's not why I'm here. My purpose in life is not to be healed. My purpose in life is to do the work I'm doing. And that's just where I was at the time. Yeah. Um, but there are people who basically they've gotten stuck. They really have. They've gotten stuck. And they want relief. And you have that opportunity uh, folks, to to get that uh, to get that relief, and I encourage you to do so by contacting uh, her uh, Ellie at uh, phoenixrisinghealing.com. Want to remind you of that website, and I want to ask you uh, to stay with us here just another moment or two as we wrap up the program. Uh, I thank you so much for giving us so much time a second time. Uh, I think that to me, it's it's fascinating to to sit and listen to what you have to share with us and to consider the incredible possibilities. I mean, there really are some incredible possibilities for us if we would just, again, if we would just open ourselves up to that. Uh, and uh, so, uh, again, I thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that with us. Sure. You're welcome. When we, uh, when we, as we come to uh, uh, wrap up our program, before we go, I do want you to share with us. A, uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, they weren't, they haven't caught yet the, the uh, program that you did with us on Chaos to Clarity, hitching a ride. Talk to us about uh, how that came about uh, as a guide uh, to earthbound spirits and how they 
affect you? And we're talking here, are we, is the correct word paranormal? Yeah. As yeah. a coverall, as a big giant coverall. <laughs> so talk to us about this particular work and how it is that uh, we can understand certain things that are happening in our lives that are actually being affected or influenced, if you will, maybe inspired by these earthbound uh, souls. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, to circle back to, to kind of what we had started out um, talking about in the beginning of the interview, this book, Hitching a Ride, is a, a big part of my service this lifetime. And the, the reason that I wrote it was uh, to help increase the awareness of the fact that there are many souls who have left the body but have gotten stuck here on the earth plane and they will eventually for the most part find a person to attach to without their knowing and without their permission so it's, it's a boundary violation and the way that they affect the person who they attach to is uh, whatever issues they had when they were in the body, you know, when they were alive, um, will affect the person who they attach to. So if they had anger issues, if they had abandonment issues, if they had issues with addictions, alcohol, smoking, whatever it is, uh, the person who they attach to will be affected in a negative way by the characteristics of this soul who has attached to them because they have not processed their issues. So it's just like having someone show up all of a sudden and, you know, going everywhere, uh, you know, going everywhere with you without your permission. Um, you can't help because we're all energetic beings, you can't help um, but be influenced by a person who's hanging out with you. And it's worse when you can't see them because they're not in the body anymore. So whatever the core issues are for that person already from their background, from their childhood, from relationships that didn't work out, uh, their issues and symptoms will be exacerbated. And, you know, this is all um, in my, in the book, Hitching a Ride. There are, you know, many, many case studies of this that are, are uh, real with, you know, the, the names and, and um, some of the basic information um, changed so that, uh, so the person can't be identified, but what's important is the information that is accessible to people about how these spirits affect folks and, um, and how my process uh, is, I can identify, you know, uh, spirits and, and other types of entities, mm -hmm. and there are a lot more entities with people than just earthbound spirits. I can identify them and I can find out how long they've been with the person. Um, you know, if there is something that they, they wanted, 
you know, why they attach to the person that has come to me for help. And, and then, um, and then I can remove them. And when I remove them, the person's symptoms decrease. But what's important in my practice is to remove any entities that are there and, um, uh, and, and then move on to whatever core issues the client wants to have healed and be at peace about. So, right. Yeah. Well, again, I think that what you are sharing with us here uh, is is wonderful. I hope that people will take advantage of the offer you have made once again. And we encourage people to go to your website, which is phoenixrisinghealing.com. That's phoenixrisinghealing.com. And um, Ellie Pichette, thank you again so much for joining us here on Tell Me Your Story and uh, helping us to, to better understand what we need to do. And uh, is there a way that we can, uh, uh, or should we, uh, that's a, maybe another good question too, um, try to communicate and connect with these uh, disembodied entities, these uh, 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 essences, if you will, of earthbound spirits. Um, uh, how, how can we do that and also protect ourselves? Uh, because I would think, aren't there, there are certainly benevolent ones, but aren't there also malefic uh, 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 entities that yeah. we kind of want to stay away from and protect ourselves from? Well, um you mentioned a couple of things. So the, the benevolent guides who are, are with us, sure, it's good for people to, you know, talk to them. And, and uh, it, it's part of what I do is, is um, teach folks how to work with their own guides. Guides are good. Guides are here to, to stay and to help us. I don't recommend trying to talk to entities and in spirits who have attached without without permission um you, you, people need an expert who knows how to deal with uh entities and uh negative spirits who have attached and and that's what i do um i wanted to mention just so that um folks are are um, clear what the special is again that i'm offering and that's a a free 30-minute reading when you sign up for one session or one of the discount um, session packages um, and you mention this show, uh, you will get a free 30-minute reading, but you have to sign up for at least one session with me in order to receive that, that gift, which is valued at $200. Okay. Well, folks, please uh, do what you can in that regard to get free from some of the issues that uh, that are holding you back. And and uh, certainly that's really what all our goals are, is to help those who are struggling, who are challenged uh, to to do just that, to to be able to move forward. And uh, Ellie Pichette, I thank you again for joining us here on the program. And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We encourage you to go to her website, which is phoenixrisinghealing.com, and get a copy of either of the books that we've mentioned, or all three of them for that matter. And uh, we hope that you will do that. And we hope that you will join us again for our next broadcast podcast. And until the next one, 
Love to Lal.